Welcome to the chat. This is the podcast powered by talk. My name is Greg. Thank you for joining me. Hey, we've got a great episode lineup for you. But before we meet our special guest, wait till you hear this. Throughout history, people of all cultures have found ways to enhance their looks. For centuries, it was the aristocrats who had the luxury of using extravagant cosmetics And it's still that way today, to a degree. It's time for news of the weird, wacky, and the wild. Let's start with the ancient Egyptians. By the time Cleopatra takes the throne in 51 BCE, she's wearing a bright red lipstick made from crushed carmine beetles, a dye that's still commonly used today. The poor folks, they had to settle for watered-down clay. Around 3000 BCE, nail polish started to become the rage in ancient Asian cultures. The Chinese used colors mixed with egg, beeswax, or gum arabic as a kind of stain. And while it was considered socially appropriate for the Chinese aristocracy to wear vivid nail colors, the masses were reduced to pale hues. If we jump ahead in time, things take a drastic turn. In the mid-1800s, Queen Victoria declared makeup vulgar. The upper class began turning up their non-powdered noses at the stuff. But by the time the Edwardian era rolled around at the turn of the 20th century, women were eager to put on their faces again. However, the stigma around makeup didn't disappear overnight, so women would deny makeup use and sneak in the back door of beauty salons to buy their products. And that is your weird, wacky, and wild news. For me, it's always a pleasure to chat with friends that I share either similar careers or interests with, and my next guest is no exception. She is an illustrator and artist whose work captures enchantment, wonder, and whimsy. Her unique style is a true embodiment of her persona, and no matter what the subject, her art will surely put a twinkle in your eye or a smile on your face. It is my pleasure to welcome to the Chat Podcast Lounge the lovely and talented Shanine Joy Landau. Thank you for joining me, Shanine. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here. Well, it's great to connect with you. All right, let's jump right in, can we? Yes. You spent a lot of time in California. Yes. So what experiences and memories can you recall in that time that influenced you as an artist? Oh, wow. Where to begin? Um, my, my, My first memories of time in California was probably five or six. And uh, my parents would take us to Disneyland pretty regularly as I was growing up. But that's the first trip that I really clearly remember. And what about Disneyland was so, what was so influential? Was it the work of somebody like Mary Blair? You know, Mary Blair, I came to appreciate her work as I grew older. As, as a child, um, I didn't know how much um, she was influencing me because she did so many of the illustrations in the um, little golden books right. that we all grew up with. But 
Um, in Disneyland itself, you know, um, the Pirates of the Caribbean, the uh, Haunted Mansion, the Alice in Wonderland ride, oh, the Snow White, the Dark Rides. Yes. Um, Peter Pan. You were transported to another world and the colors and the sounds and um, the imagination that that gets stirred when you're in that environment uh, really stuck with me, really stuck with me. Well, let's rewind a little bit and talk about when you were a child. Mm -hmm. What was the moment where you kind of discovered, hey, I've got some talent here and was being an artist, was that something in school and later on you always excelled in? <laughs> I'm laughing because my moments of discovery, um, to my parents' credit, I'm still alive because um, I started creating from the moment I could I could um, stack blocks. Um, no kidding, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, it's just something that is in, it's just hard-coded into who I am. Um, right. Building castles with blocks, um, using all of my little Fisher Price people and all my farm animal action figures <laughs> to, you know, put all over the the blocks, stacking blocks. But um, I don't think my talents were fully appreciated when I first started to express myself. Um, I <laughs> found my dad's paint box of oil paints and he had a little tiny roller in there and I knew exactly what that was for. I was probably three or four at the time. Yeah. And uh, my parents had just bought this beautiful new um, red and orange shag carpet. It was gorgeous. I think I know where the story is going. <laughs> yeah. I uh, opened up all of the oil paints and um added to the color of the colors of the rainbow in that shag carpet and the wall oh and the walls too okay very nice um yeah they, they weren't too thrilled with that but um <laughs> i can imagine and um i also found um oh so markers and pens and um being able to to draw i um my first masterpiece was in my parents closet uh-huh and I drew all over the walls. Um, and then my, my dad had this beautiful, he still has it. We were laughing about this the other day, this beautiful leather coat. And I decided to draw X's and O's all over it. It was my first love note. And, you know, between you and me, I, I think that, you know, it should have been appreciated a little bit more than it was. The embellishments probably helped, I'm I sure. I gave him X's yes. and O's because I loved him so much. Oh, uh, how sweet. So, yeah, I was drawing on whatever I could find from the very, very beginning or sculpting or painting. I'm trying to figure out, you know, how what, what can I do with this? Right. Well, it's obvious you have such a flair and passion for Disney, but... If anybody is familiar with your social media posts, they also know that you are a big fan of a certain holiday. Now, how did <laughs> that come about? You know, that's also been just um, always been a part of who I am. I was kind of giving it some thought, you know, where did that start? And there's a picture of my mom and I, I think I'm four, 
And mm -hmm. I won the neighborhood cakewalk, and it's this cute little cake. It's got a black cat on it, and it says Happy Halloween. And um, I, I'm maybe three or four in that picture. Um, and not too long after, uh, when I was in preschool, my mom used to make, hand make, um, and sew costumes every year. Oh, wow. And um, so there's this picture of me in preschool, and, and, and a lot of the kids have those really great, you know, from the 70s, the plastic masks and the, the plastic. Yes. Um, you know, so there's a couple clowns and devils in there. She made me a little black sheep outfit. I think she knew. She had. <laughs> <laughs> so I see that picture as foreshadowing, I think. Yeah. Based on your stories here, it's certainly obvious that you get your talent, quite honestly, from both sides, from both your mom and dad, correct? I'm, I'm really um, lucky. I have a dad that has a fantastic sense of humor. Um, I grew up watching Young Frankenstein, which probably is another reason for my love <laughs> of things spooky and Halloween. His, and he's, he is artistic. And uh, my mom is artistic also with just a, a huge heart for everything um, whimsical and delightful in life. And, um, yeah, I think I, I, I took from both of them, especially in my artistic style. Yes, yeah, certainly. Wow. Well, I had mentioned in the intro that you have a very unique style. Let me ask you this. If someone were to say, I'm not familiar with Shanine's artwork, how would you explain your style to them? Oh, interesting. You know, I have a couple of different niches that I work in. Um, but I would say that I kind of tend to live in the world of, of whimsy. Yeah. I, I do like to go into spooky, and it's kind of like when you have to eat uh, sweet and salty. I, yeah. I, I'm not happy unless I'm balancing the two. Um, whimsical spooky is really something that I take a lot of, of joy in creating. Um, but yeah, that's what I, I would say that um, my style generally uh, kind of lives in the world of, of whimsy and imagination. Yeah, it certainly shows in your pieces. They're just so, they have such an organic quality to them. And everything that I see from you just even though it might be a spooky piece, there's just something about it that has that little twinkle that puts a smile on my face, as I had mentioned already. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that so much. Um, you know, I just have so many happy memories of carving jack-o'-lanterns with my dad and the way that the candlelight glows in the dark and telling scary stories around a campfire. That's what I love about the whole holiday season, you know, based around Halloween is that yeah. whimsical, you know, you get chills, a real good ghost story, but everything's okay in the end. Um, I just love it. Just love it. And it shows. It absolutely shows. You create some of your artwork on a very unique substrate. Where did you get <laughs> the inspiration to take pages from actual books and you do your artwork on them? You know, um, that kind of was a fortunate accident. I am a big reader. I love reading. My mom passed on her love of books to me. And uh, one series in particular, I think it was the first real series that I read growing up was uh, The Chronicles of Narnia. Hmm. And I still have my original copies here in the art studio. But, you know, they're well-loved and well-worn and... Uh, the pages started to fall out 
and I, I just couldn't bring myself to part with them. And I'd always wanted to illustrate the characters that I love so much from those books. It's you know, always had been in the back of my mind, I really want to do a nice series of illustrations. And um, I kind of had a little bit of a light bulb go on and I thought, you know what? I could draw on these pages that are falling out and just kind of get a feel for these characters. And that way I don't have to throw these pages out. You know, they, they may be awful, but they'll be special to me. And it started catching on. And as people started seeing them, um, they started making requests. And uh, I love going to estate sales and yard sales and finding pieces that have had a life before. I love the history and objects and, and owning things that somebody else has already loved. And there are so many books out there that need a second life. You know, their covers are worn, they're falling apart. And I started doing more and more paintings on book pages. And then I started getting requests for specific stories and specific characters. And I have so much fun finding the perfect page to create a piece on. And it's really, really fun finding the right words to add another layer of meaning to the painting. For me, it's my way of honoring the story. That's pretty fascinating. And I was going to ask you, do you search out a specific page to do your artwork on? So you just answered my question. Yeah. And, you know, I, I have, um, it's actually pretty funny. I had someone request for, for his two boys um, a cartoon I, I wasn't familiar with before uh, called Paw, Paw Patrol. Yeah. And a couple specific dogs for from Paw Patrol for his two boys. And, um, of course, I wanted to paint them. And so I thought, um, you know, there's not any vintage books out there along those lines. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to paint these on classic fairy tales. Fairy tales were the stories that taught morals and, you know, good judgment to kids growing up back in the day. And Paw Patrol and cartoons like that are kind of the more modern version yeah. of that. And so I thought, oh, this will be fun. And you have no idea how gross and just grisly the Grimm's fairy tales are. I have this yeah. beautiful book and trying to find pages that were appropriate for, you know, these two little boys right. uh, and these cute dogs. If I was doing some of my Haunted Mansion artwork, fine, you know. Yep. Um, but I was just trying to find something. It was, it was quite a journey. I thought I would have never guessed that <laughs> yeah. finding pages to paint these puppy dogs on would be such a quest. Right, yeah. Well, what I like about that style is the story becomes the painting and the painting becomes part of the story and they become so intertwined. It's such a neat presentation. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I, I get a lot of joy out of that exact thing. There's a marriage between the painting that I'm creating and the words that are on the page. And sometimes the page surprises me. It's not until after the painting's done that some of the richness of the words that were on it actually, you just, you know, they're fortunate accidents. Sometimes the writing on the page slightly changes the expression yeah. or some of the lines of my painting. It's just the nature of that type of thing. And um, 
it's beautiful. I just, I, I love it. Yeah, and I find myself, I'll look at the painting, I'll look at the artwork, and I'll say, wow, that's great. And I'm like, okay, what story or book did she take this from? I look at the title, I start reading the words. So before <laughs> you know it, I'm like, wow, that's just perfect and fantastic. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Let's talk about what you're doing today. You recently took your career to the next level and are now creating artwork on a full-time basis. Yes. What challenges are you facing as a working artist managing the business aspect and promoting yourself? And are there any tips or suggestions that you'd like to share on how to do that? Oh, wow. That's a great question. And, you know, I, I was giving it some thought. Actually, I've been giving it a lot of thought since I've made this switch. And the challenge of... One of the biggest challenges is that you're kind of a one-man band when you're, especially when you're starting out. Right. The the marketing aspect, the social media aspect, um, the shipping, um, the accounting, uh, creating the artwork, researching the artwork, keeping um, up on the latest techniques, or always working on improving. But what I've really come to appreciate since um, I've started doing this full time is I can look back on every single phase of my life when I was wishing that I was not at that desk job, that I was doing what I'm doing right now, and I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing right now if I hadn't had that experience. I learned something in every single position that I did that is absolutely key to me being able to not only be an artist, but I need to be an entrepreneur oh, absolutely. And, a, and a business person. It's, it's uh, essential to know those parts of it. And I'm so grateful that my journey went the way that it did. I probably wasn't at the time. In fact, I know I wasn't at the time, but looking back on it, I can see the gem that came from each one of, and I've, I've had some weird positions and some weird <laughs> yeah. jobs and, and really been a, a jack of all trades, but I can see how that crazy windy road took me exactly to where I needed to be. Um, it's, it's really quite amazing when you look back on it and how yeah. it all unfolds. That is some great advice and certainly a great journey that you've had and continue to go on. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that would be my advice is, um, you know, if you want to be an, a professional artist and you're wishing that you weren't where you are right now, to really take a look around and find what it is about what you're doing that applies to where you would like to go. Because I promise you, there's always something important there that you are learning and it's honing you into the person that you are striving to become. If I've learned anything over the years, it's that, that if I feel like I would rather be someplace else to take a really good look around because there's something golden in this experience or I wouldn't be here. Right. And it's proven out time after time after time. Um, really, really valuable to know. Nothing, no effort is wasted. And that is some great experience for sure and some great words of wisdom. 
Thank you. Well, let's talk about your environment. <laughs> You've gone from California to living at the edge of one of the national forests in Utah. Mm -hmm. Now, what inspirations yes. do you draw? No pun intended, of course, <laughs> from your physical surroundings, the, the beauty of nature. What is it that really inspires you? You know, um, and this is what I was just talking about. You know, when I was working in an office and I had a commute every morning, I actually miss that commute. I may start just taking a little 10-minute drive in the mornings because mm -hmm. that time was just so incredibly beautiful in a different way every single day. The mountains here in Utah, the Rocky Mountains, uh, Wasatch Mountains, um, Mount Timpanogos, they're just these works of art that, that, you know, the way the sunlight bounces off of them every day. Um, anybody that follows me on social media knows that I post way. You never need to check the weather in Utah because I'm posting pictures about it. <laughs> yeah. There's going to be, there's going to be a sunset picture yes. or a sunrise picture. Every photo that you post or video it just looks like a picture postcard. Oh, thank you. I yeah. appreciate that. Um, you know, and that's another piece of advice that I would love to pass on. Um, and I try and imbue it in my artwork. Uh, I tag a lot of my photos with choose to see the good stuff. Yeah. Because what you choose to focus on is so important. And I have a lot of people tell me you live in such a beautiful place. And it's true, I do. But I also choose to notice it. And I actually would love one of these days to do a series of um, photos where I have the photo that I posted on social media, but I also post the um, uncropped version because um, it's all about where you choose to put your eye and your focus and your appreciation Absolutely. for what yeah. you're looking at. And I think people may find it interesting to see what else was within my sighted view? Yeah. What it was that I chose to zone in on in that particular moment. Well, we're going to hold you to that now. <laughs> I like this. I like this. I will do it. I will do it. We've got to talk about the special man in your life. <laughs> your four-legged studio apprentice and supervisor, Newman. Yes. Quality control. Quality control. Hello, okay. Newman. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Has he received a pay upgrade with treats or anything now that he's been promoted? You know what? I have him on, um, he, he negotiated quite, quite a handsome salary oh, really? for, for, yeah, for his contributions here in the art studio. So yeah, um, treats, catnip treats. Oh, wow. Two or three times a day on demand. Very nice. Well, he is a good negotiator. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's amazing. He rescued me maybe, let's see, is he five years old now? Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, my husband and I were going on a drive to um, go explore one of the mountain loops that we hadn't seen that's maybe a half hour away from our home. Okay. And um, as we were going... Um, 
I, I mentioned I, I, I like yard sales, I like estate sales, and um, I saw kind of a pitiful looking one off to the side of the road. Um, it didn't look like it had anything interesting at all, but I just kind of said, hey, you want to wanna stop and, and take a look? Uh-huh. So we pulled over and we're kind of looking over the yard sale, and like I said, nothing special really. Um, I was just about to turn around and leave. And the sweet little kitten, at the time, he was tiny and almost pure white. Oh, wow. Came out from the hedges in front of the house. And uh, he was just <laughs> so cute. I picked him up. Um, I thought he belonged to the people that were having the yard sale. And I just picked him up to kind of give him a little cuddle. Yeah. And uh, he started purring. And I, I you know, lifted him up to give him a real good look. And he opens just these beautiful blue opal eyes just so cute uh-huh. and um i said to my husband when's the last time you felt a kitten purring you have to experience this this little guy is so sweet and um the woman running the yard sale said um we think someone dropped him off when oh, they no saw kidding. people here yeah she said he's been crying all morning and she said he actually has been sitting in my cleavage for most of the morning. Oh. <laughs> the way to get him to quiet down. And um, a true ladies' man, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Wow. And um, the the fellow, her it must have been her husband. I think he saw an opportunity because he said, "Yep, as soon as this is done, um, we're, we're taking him to the pound. Oh no, uh, he needs a he needs a home." And um, I, I think he knew what he was doing because you can't let that happen, you know? No, absolutely So not. my husband is looking at my pair of blue eyes and this little kitten's pair of blue eyes. <laughs> and he said, well, I guess we're, we're taking a cat home. Oh, that's a great story. I love hearing stories like that. Yeah, he, he rode the whole ride home, um, just purring like crazy. And uh, we named him Newman after Paul Newman and his blue eyes. Oh, gotcha. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, Paul Newman is is um, the love of my life. Next to Newman, of course. Yes, of course. And my husband. <laughs> of to... course, yes, of course. Well, we are nearly out of time, but before we start to wrap things up here, in addition to your website at shaninejoy.com, where else can our listeners find you out on social media? Oh, okay. So on Facebook, you can find me at uh, Shanine Joy Landau. That's my personal page. And please feel free to send me friend requests. Um, I do have a Shanine Joy artist page on Facebook as well. Um, I do post on Instagram. And if you search Shanine Joy on Instagram, you'll find me. And my website is shaninejoy.com. Excellent. And I understand for listeners of the podcast, you have a special code available. I do. I do. If you visit my site, um, you can put in the code, the chat, T-H-E-C-H-A-T. And that's all one word, correct? All one word. Okay. Uh-huh. And, um, and 20% off of, of your purchase. Oh, awesome. Thank you very much. I hope people will take advantage of that offer. That's fantastic. Wonderful. Wonderful. Oh, my pleasure. All right, Shanine, thank you once again for joining me. It's been a lot of fun getting to know you and learn more about your work. Oh, it's been a real joy. Thank you so much for for having me. This has been so much fun. Absolutely. And friends, thank you for listening in. 
As always, we appreciate your support. Hey, you can drop us a line at chatpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at The Chat Pod. And look for us on Facebook at The Chat Podcast. And to be sure that you don't miss a single episode of The Chat, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and anywhere else podcasts can be found. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. But be sure to join us next time here in the chat.